just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals. This is episode 99 of the A Show. Wow, I'm nervous. I know, right? Isn't it? I'm not nervous, but yes. Uh, <laughs> it is a monumental episode. It's possibly one of the most monumental episode yet for maybe about a week. And then it'll be the most we'll monumental have, penultimate episode. <laughs> this, listen, this might be the series finale. Quite honestly, what if we just ended on ninety nine? A show. We just, a, then we it became no. We went to a show on Fox. A show on Fox. Oh my god! That was, hey, wait no. a minute. I just realized we don't know who we're gonna do. Mm, meh. I mean, we're, so here's the thing. We're three weeks away from that. Like, f- fuck 100 right now. Our show is going to drastically change in three weeks. Here's the thing. I think we're all going to have to make compromises and sacrifices. At oh, some boy. point, something is not going to make the show just based on how this show is run. So either everything is going to make the show or something is not going to make the show. But there is no way... There's no possible way, given WWE's schedule. And WWE has started to change their schedule as well. And we'll talk about it in No Holes Barred because of these Friday SmackDowns and because of the NXT on Wednesdays and because of a whole bunch of other things. At some point, you might hear the call-up before you hear the A-show in the week. We don't know. We don't know. Well, I I feel like the call-up could still run... Either th- the whole still run with it, but yeah, but like we're we Thursdays, right? Do we do we do we do do we put one out on? Do we put episodes out on Sunday? Do we put episodes out on two on Wednesday? How do we sort of do this entire thing? We're still not Monday? sure. I don't want to do Monday. Monday is too. Uh, I can't do Sunday night. Like Sunday night is. Uh, and yeah, I already. I'm already like. If, yeah, and you're already it, booked before it comes night. back. Yeah, before it comes back. You for uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So you're we, Sunday night is not a. It's I, don't get me wrong. It's ideal because it's Sunday night. Everyone's walking home. Yeah. Oh, I, also we got to stop cussing. Sorry, I'm just uh, uh post episode 100. The cussing will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're no actually. This is the mandate here. After episode 100, we're never we're not cussing on the show ever again. So if you're ever a guest on the show. Just know there's a no cussing policy. We might have to actually start bleeping people and, and, yeah. and picking time because, you know, trying to look good for the, the, the for Fox. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Fox is not having it. <laughs> they're already having that cussing stuff. They're already messing up our schedule. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, ideally meals. Okay, we have to kind of cover <laughs> the first SmackDown. On because that week of the first, it's not airing. Of that week of the thirtieth, it's not airing at all on Tuesday. This is true. All right, so here's the thing. 
I don't know. We might have to skip a week. No. You won't be home on Friday? I I won't want to do this on Friday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, do it by my, I'll do it by myself. Friday night? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, sure. We know it. Whatever. We'll, let's play by ear. Like, yeah, Friday? Like, like at, I least gotta, we at least run, run through it on Saturday morning. Well, here's morning. the thing. So, yours... Saturday morning? <laughs> What are, what are you got me doing out here, man? That's, That's a, what I'm, you just said. Hold on, people. You just heard Mila say sacrifice one minute ago. Saturday morning? <laughs> sacrifice my Saturday mornings? Are you, you don't even I watch mean, cartoons. Yeah, but I like to you know, sleep in and stuff. And like I Saturday never, morning for you is different Saturday morning for me. I don't get Saturday to sleep Saturday morning anymore. for you is a, is a more is crack of dawn for my Saturday morning. And your oh, Saturday God. morning is like Beginning of the afternoon, I might head to the gym. I might be working on a playlist or something. I might be, you know, having a nice little brunch or something. You know, uh, we, we're working it out. We're working out. The people, let us know what you think, at least, what maybe we should do. If you have any bright ideas, feel free to send it our way. Um, Here's my bright idea. We run the show on either Monday or Tuesday. And we cover, we go from SmackDown to, to Raw's. First of all, that's the idea I said a while ago. I know you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh my God. Yes, I did. I you said, did said, I say no? I said, let's, let's cover from, um, let's cover, we might have to cover Friday to Monday. And then we record on Tuesday and drop it on Wednesday. That's what I said from the beginning. Oh, then let's do, that's, that's it, right? I don't know anymore. Let us know what you think. Oh, God. All right. Let's, let's move on to No Holds Bar. Of course, next week is a show 100. It will be quite a lengthy show. Um, I think it's safe to say we've, we've got really special guests. Um, and, you know, like I, we spoke last week. Mills and I spoke off, off air last week. And I, when I said, I don't really want this to be all about trying to get the, be- the biggest fireworks, biggest guests. Let's get people that love the show, that love us, that are our friends, uh, that are our compadres and not, that's not to say that like not everyone is our compadre. You're all our friends, even the people that hate me and love meals. Uh, like I want to just have a conversation with meals. We, you and you and I just talk and we bring up the most, you know, the craziest moments of the show that you guys have been talking about, bring up some of the craziest hot takes that meals has been saving. And we just really just, you know, talk about it. So I think really that's a show where you, you kind of like the fans kind of ask us whatever they want to ask, you know, this is true. This is true. It'll be a true, fantastic hundredth episode that I can't wait to do. Um, this is crazy. I'm also recording this as I'm watching War of the Worlds and a big move just went down, guys. Head to the secret War of the World podcast that I may actually be eventually doing. Um yeah. do that. I've been asking you to do that for fucking years. So one of my friends is begging me to do a challenge podcast with them. So it may end up actually happening sooner than you think. Uh, but is that what I, is that what I, I peeped uh, a couple of days ago? You, you may have peeped it. You may have peeped it. It may, it may be a thing, but you know what? You know what? This is about the A show, even though. Yeah. Okay, how are you going to actually, it'll work because we won't be on, we won't be on the schedule anymore. <sighs> Just life, you know. Oh, of course it'll work. Yes, we'll definitely be changing our schedule, and I'll just have free Wednesdays to just not, you know, watch this ninety minutes of television. Uh, woo! <laughs> I know. Yes, big woos. Um, speaking of woos, um, 
your boy went to Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. at Madison yeah. Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, you it, did. You didn't even tell me that your seats were going to be so good, huh? I didn't tell you. What do you mean? The seats are whatever. Let me tell let me tap your pockets real first quick. Of Let me all, your first pockets, of all, yeah. first of all, first of all, this is to come from the guy who was friggin' in LA and also ringside and also went backstage. Don't tell me my seats are good. Let me tap your damn pocket. Let me hit your. Let me. <laughs> what happened over there? Well, how come the Let same person tap your tapping pockets, your pockets sorry. ain't tapping my pockets? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm. Whoa, that's what I'm you know what I'm saying? A, you know, I, bought, I bought tickets being Carlos. Hey, it was fantastic. Hey, it was a fantastic show. I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin live. I think I can die after that because just seeing him live is so monumental to me. I and he got, cut a pretty good promo, I thought. It was a pretty good show. I mean, for the first two hours, it was pretty good. After that, I kind of wanted to leave. Um, <laughs> like, very, very – I'll say this. The crowd was hot. Lots of your chance. Very, uh, very polarizing – uh, reaction to that from my f- my friends, um, mm-hmm. but lots of Euro chants, lots of uh, big pop for Stone Cold, easily the biggest pop of the night. Um, a weird but polarizing reaction for one Baron Corbin. I think the people are because he's not in the place that kind of where he's the ire of everyone's things that he's not in the Universal Championship scene. People are pretty much warming up to Baron Corbin and. It's a, uh, it's very very weird to see. Um, but it yeah, is uh, I can remember a time when people absolutely hated Baron Corbin, and I now still, they see people come around. Yeah, people are fake. Okay, they couldn't stand this dude around this time last year, and the writing hasn't gotten like okay. The writing of certain characters have gotten better, but like his position hasn't really changed no. that much. Other other than he's not in the main event. Pretty anymore, much. So pretty much. Y'all fake. Y'all are fake. Yes, <laughs> everyone is fake. Is this MSG getting exposed again? Is what you say? Oh yeah, MSG. Uh, uh, ha ha. <laughs> New York always getting exposed. No, nah, but it was it was a pretty good show with the tag team. I say the first two hours of Raw was probably some of the best two hours of television that we've seen ever, and then the third hour just completely torpedoed. And um, well, torpedo—it torpedoed in ratings this week. I'll say that much. I, I bet. I mean, the second you bring Lacey Evans out, I, I remember I looked over to Carlos. It's like we can go if you want to go, we can go. And yeah, I think no one, it, no one gave a flying fuck about Raw this week. I think it did a two point one. Really? Wow. Yes. Uh, well, football came back. It's first oh, week. That is right. That is got that, right. Got that, got that, got that, they got dumb, they dumbass smoked. Well, I cared. So it, it, it was a fun show. I suggest going to it. I'm glad I kind of didn't go to SmackDown. It wasn't as, it didn't look as good at all. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we, we, we will definitely see. We will definitely see. But Monday Night Raw is fantastic if anyone's asking. Um, yeah, uh, let's properly get into No Holds Bart now. <laughs> sure. Uh, Kurt Angle. Let's Kurt, go through this quickly because we got a long set of predictions and and things like that. But yes, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is now a full time producer in the WWE. So congratulations to your boy. Is that true? Uh, it's apparently confirmed. Oh, I mean, why not? Right? Like he'd seem like a great idea to be a producer. Um, I don't know what. I feel like you would be much better utilized in NXT. But I feel like maybe Shawn Michaels would feel like someone stepping on his toes a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, Kurt. I think Kurt did the. Uh, he did some. He did a match already. I think he produced a match already. Probably one of them Gable matches. I think it was the Gable match. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'll check it out later. But yeah, yeah he is a he is a producer on WWE television right now. I mean, I I can't think of too many bad things um, to say about that. I mean, great great idea. Great. Uh, like, the more former guys that we have in the back producing these matches, the better. They'll teach the you know the guys like Ricochet who can do amazing, spectacular physical things. Right. To, to the storyline aspect. And I think that's something that Kurt Angle has always mastered as far as his matches. Like he was not only a great physical specimen and technical specimen, he was great at storytelling and facials as well. Yeah. And he's, he's worked with a lot of young talent before. I feel, I feel like his entire TNA run was him working with younger talent who may not have been exposed on the big stage and kind of helping that out. Um, I feel like a lot of things in WWE in terms of who he worked with there. So this is a good look. I mean, it's not, there's nothing bad to say about Kurt Angle producing your match. It's, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Uh, next up, there is allegedly going to be a commentary shakeup on uh, WWE television. Uh, we've already seen a change in 205 Live with Nigel McGuinness uh, moving away from 205 Live. And uh, one of the, the black otaku guy is the uh, the guy on 205 Live now. I think his name is Dion something. I'm not fully Dio sure. Mar- Dio Martinez or something Dio, like that. Dio, uh, potentially. I know him as, you know, the black otaku. The black otaku. He's, he's there. I, I think that it's good for him. I don't think we were ever going to see him on NXT TV. So he'd well, been there for like four or five years. Really? Yeah, huh. he's also one of the guys that was present during the Rhea Ripley F-word gate that happened a couple months ago. That was during his stream. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So well, get him away from them. Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? Commentary might be, you know, look how long Corey Graves has been around. Look how long a certain a few other people have been around. David Otunga himself. I mean, David Otunga is structured 15 years in WWE at this point. And he's been around for, no, nah, actually, I'm lying. It's probably like closer to 10 years. But, I mean, your tenure can extend. With with NXT, yeah. I mean, by all means, what would Aiden Aiden English be doing if not sounding like Kermit the Frog on Two Hundred Five Live? Um, a whole new life. You're you're the only Aiden English fan, by the way. So. Uh, I, not so much anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, some of the rumored shakeups for this uh, will be that Michael Cole will be heading to SmackDown on Fox. Really? Well, yes. Well, uh, and this is reported by Russell Votes, who I would say have a pretty refutable. Uh, pretty refutable. They're, they're right a lot of the times. Um, and they say that Vic Joseph is set to become the lead man on Monday Night Raw, which would be huge for him. I actually don't mind Vic Joseph. I think he's pretty cool. The only thing about Vic Joseph is that, like, a lot of the nuanced stuff that, like, Cole took, like, 10 years to learn, like, move names and, and kind of, like, the hip stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. He seems like a square to me. He don't seem like a like a cool, a cool dude to be. Nah, yeah, he doesn't seem like a... He doesn't seem like, yeah, he, I, I would agree with you fully. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he seemed like a square. Like, Michael Cole is a square, but, like, Vic Joseph seems like a square, to, the square of squares. He walked on at Wally Mania. I'll tell you, he like an SNL extra, but <laughs> a good guy, a good guy. He like an yeah. SNL writer. That's what I'll say. He like an SNL writer, just the way he came on. But he's, a, he's apparently a good guy, and he has a good relationship. It looks like he has a good relationship with Corey. Um, hopefully you can steer that steer that boat of Corey and uh, gosh, who else would it be? Is is Renee still on Raw? I that, and that's what I was going to bring up. I think that you know, I don't know if Renee will be on either show at all, and um, that's the scary part about it is that like I feel as though they for sure need to have a woman presence on one of these shows at least, right? Yeah, I agree. No, I agree 100%. And I've heard rumors that they're going back to the two-person format. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I've kind of grown accustomed. To three-person booth? Yeah. 
and 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 hearing you know Corey and Renee argue about it, but I you know I like the addition of Renee, so it'd be really really sad to see her move on from Raw. But you know, we gotta yeah. let's go. Yes, it's, I mean it's gonna be a cool change. We're gonna be seeing a lot of change, not only with the A show after uh, A show one hundred, but also just I mean period in WWE, and I think that it's it's also it's always a good thing. Change is always a good thing. I agree. Uh, one, this is more less of a of a no holds barred, more of a question. Um, this week on Raw, Bray Wyatt as the Fiend showed up, uh, and he had another Fire, Firefly Funhouse segment, uh, where he, which Carlos loved, by the way, tremendous we, segment. We legitimately stayed for that segment. I was like, man, in my head, I'm like, yo, you see this on YouTube, but I mean, whatever. Seeing it live, it's, it's different. Seeing it live, yeah, seeing it live on the TV, yeah. Because this, you know, what's what's really cool is that WWE does the cut out where they show the crowd watching it. No one is talking. Everyone is looking at the screen, and I think oh, yeah. that that's the coolest thing about these these segments is that everyone's trying to piece out a morsel of information. And just for example, that they're doing, they did that in this uh, episode of the Firefly Funhouse, Fun where he hits a clock that says three sixteen, and it switches to eleven nineteen. And everyone's speculating that, you know, it's The Undertaker as a target that didn't actually happen on SmackDown. Of course, people are speculating that it's going to something's going to happen on that day this year. People are speculating that that's when Bray Wyatt introduced himself as The Fiend. What do you think 1119 is other than the time where I realized, oh, shit, I got to take a shower before I go to bed? Um, I really thought, you know what? I thought it was just a little subtle thing. They've been putting just little subtle things in there. I don't know if it's anything that kind of fully run with but i could be wrong i don't know it's a uh, i don't know survivor series i didn't take too much stock in it honestly Nah, i don't take too much stock in it to be honest with you it seems like a little just game that i've been playing it's 316 now it's 11 19 now it's 17 38 like what, what do we come on it's uh i i don't see i don't see i don't put i'm not putting much into it yeah me either i you know i just want to see if you thought of thought anything of it um WWE has made a lot of people upset. What else is new <laughs> uh, this week by announcing they announced their uh, their their travel packages for Royal Rumble uh, and auspiciously, you know, uh, kind NXT of takeover. Yeah, it's the takeover is is missing and it has been replaced with Worlds Collide, which if you don't know, uh, they did this, this. They did this this past year. Uh, during Mania weekend, where they had 205, NXT, and NXT UK join forces uh, and do a, a load of matches at Access. But this year, it seems as though Worlds Collide will be its own show during the Big Four or one of the Big Fours this year. Uh, I'm not mad at this. I think that I, it, if I was, well, go ahead, finish up. I'm not mad at this because I feel as though. The concept was a success this year. I think actually a lot of people were, were really into the Worlds Collide thing. Um, I think that it, it showed a lot of talent working with talent that they usually would not work again work, you know, with. And I think for these big four week like these big four weekends, it's kind of like the All Star Game. A lot of these big fours like Survivor Series, Mania, Rumble, they're all of the brands coming together anyway. Why not have an all brand show that? takes over for that takeover especially in the in the essence of takeovers are going to go on a different schedule now with nxt being on usa i think that we're not going to get takeovers at, at, at the same clip that we have been where we wait three or four months for them i think we might be getting them at least every, every month or every other month somewhere independently from a pay-per-view weekend i mean 
I can't judge it unless we see what it is. Like if we get Walter uh, Velveteen or Walter Matt Riddle or something like that, like that's something that I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to go see that. It's, it reminds me of like one of those ROH double shot weekends where they bring in people from New Japan and pro wrestling Noah and stuff like that, except it's within the WWE ecosystem. And I think it sounds really interesting, especially if it's a three hour show. I think it's good if they, if it's heavily promoted and sort of storylines will actually converge there. I think that's when it becomes a good idea. But as opposed to it taking over, if it's in its current format to me, and it's taking over um, the spot of where NXT takeovers, you know, and NXT takeovers huge. I mean, I'm someone who went every four years to SummerSlam weekend, and even sometimes if I couldn't make it to SummerSlam, I would at least 100% go to NXT takeover, and it's a good deal for a great show. Um so to see that kind of go to the wayside, it kind of ruins the weekend. Like even our mania weekend, like we have to kind of take a look at it now and be like, now you kind of look, it's like, eh, do I really need to go to Worlds Collide if it doesn't really matter, or if it hasn't really built up to anything? So I would say if there's a storyline implications that happen at Worlds Collide, I'm all in for it. They could um, do the same thing they did here where if someone wins like a certain tournament, or they could do the same tournament style, but also have special exhibition matches like they did um during like the the first WWE UK uh, tournament where they had Adam Cole come in and they had a, like the tag titles and stuff like that, like you could cross brands, like that could definitely happen. Yeah, but how 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 much can you actually do that and get away with it? Like this works for maybe the first four, you know, for the next four big ones, and then but what are we doing in year two and year three, and how do we continue to make it like these kind of great things? Are we well, just having Royal Rumbles before or like what what are we doing? Here, here's what I think. I think they'll do. And this makes sense to me. They'll do a Worlds Collide at Rumble and a Worlds Collide at... uh... No, 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 let me scratch it. it. No, because I think they'll do a TakeOver in Mania weekend. They have to do that. And they'll do a TakeOver during Survivor Series weekend because that's War Games anyway. Mm -hmm. And they'll do a Worlds Collide for the other two. So they'll only technically be getting two Worlds Collides a year. So it'll be spaced out enough that it will be six months between them all. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's much better to me. Uh, replacing the replacing the idea, I think. It, it, it also takes the pressure off the talent to have to deliver these big, you know, takeover Brooklyn style performances every four months when they have another big four. I mean, but it's four months. Like, <laughs> it, it is. Oh, no, it no, it's it's different now though. Meals they got weekly TV that's live. That's true, but at the same time, it's like. Like the the main show, the big show that everyone's working towards, it's like it's still weekly TV, but like we're still heading towards this major show, right? Like even though it's happening live, we're still working towards the same thing that we've been working for over the last number of years of these big four, you know, these big four matches, big four pay-per-views. So the format of it doesn't change. It's just sort of the activity of it kind of changes. But I feel like just it, you know what? I would say I'm, you know, selfishly considering me and I've enjoyed all the sort of NXT takeovers that I've been through having to kind of like, you know, see what happens after the fact. It is kind of strange, but you know what? I'm the change. It can happen. I'm fine with it, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not like totally like, Oh man, like, damn, like I'm, I'm not really, People really are pissed. like, there's no reason to go anymore. I'm like, it's still rumble. It's still like a huge show where you're going to see Matt. Like, I think people are severely like, obviously they're, they're, it's a lot of hyperbole. Right. Um, but you know, it's I, a, I, you I know, think it's for, we're for sure getting a takeover in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I, home, I believe that's home base. <laughs> I, I believe so as well. But it's a, 
I, I wouldn't fault people if they're mad because the weekend is a great weekend. As someone who's gone to the weekend for like a number of times in a row, the weekend is a great weekend and having NXT take over there just feels good. So for it, for it to sort of being taken out, I kind of understand the outrage. I'm personally not outraged. I'm not fully, you know, I could use a lot less wrestling in my week, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Are we, I mean, are we in Tampa? Are we in Tampa? Are we in Tampa? Mills? We're in Tampa, right? I don't know if I'm in Tampa. No, you got to be in Tampa, Mills. I don't know if I'm in Tampa. Come on, man. You got to be in Tampa. I don't know. I don't we'll, know. We'll get you to Tampa. If, we'll, we will get you to Tampa. Anyway, uh, King of the Ring finals uh, set for Monday's Raw. It Ooh. will be... It will be... Uh, <laughs> That's on real mid real quick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that got real mid Listen, can, real can you ch- like, let's track the excitement level from the moment this was announced. Oof, remember those matches every yeah. every every week? Two of them. We have matches, two of them. Like every every week. And was like two weeks ago, it was like a hey, uh, some 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 going on here. Some smell kind of funny. And then, you know, we got to the quarterfinals. Everyone was like, okay, you know, they send up Ricochet. They send up Andrade. Like I like how this is shaking down. Cedric's in there. And then the first major loss is like, oh well, that's a, it's a triple threat now. What's going What's going on here? Baron Corbin. Wait, wait. <laughs> and the next week, Elias. Elias. Elias and, and what? Chad Gable. Yeah. At Gable, then Elias's leg is broken. What the hell? Shane McMahon, <laughs> Shane McMahon versus Chad Gable in the main event of SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. Oh man, what the hell is going on here? It's on Monday. I thought it was yeah, that Clash they, of Champions Monday. They, they slipped that in real so smooth. First of all, at nine fifty nine, they slipped that. In. <laughs> they, it was so smooth that I think commentary said. On Sunday, but the graphics said on Monday. <laughs> the social media also said on Sunday, and the graphics said on Monday. And I don't think anyone caught it, or anyone was known, or anything like that, except the graphics team. I don't know how the graphics team doesn't have in touch with social media, but maybe they planned a tweet from beforehand. Um, but damn, it's yeah. got real mid real. I mean, uh, I feel nothing for this anymore. Shit, where's a where are we gonna be? Where are they, where are they gonna be on Monday? Like, yeah, I don't. They're gonna you. be in. Um, they're gonna be in Nashville, I think. Uh, all right. Well, good luck, Nashville. You got a good, you got a good thing going on. Um, yeah. yeah. You got Baron Corbin versus uh, <laughs> whatever versus Chad Gable. I was, I was, I'll just say I called Baron Corbin from the beginning. I'll just say it. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew it. Uh, whatever we're gonna uh we're gonna save hot takes for a little bit later so yeah. that we can hop right into the class of champions 2009 predictions uh i'd say there's 2019 not 2009 i'm sorry 2019 wow i'm trying to go back i'm so Listen. afraid of, of episode 100 i'm trying to go back 10 years 99 baby before i knew you <laughs> uh this show i'd say it was it's a fair build. Um, obviously, the hottest, the hottest match. <laughs> you don't like anything, though, Mill. So it's... Oh, this show looks very like, <laughs> like y'all knew what was coming. It was Clash of Champions. Like y'all knew champions had to. Do, every champion had to be on it, and still, they managed to like fumble and just like throw some stuff together last minute. But they knew that this pay per view was coming. Like they know this pay per view is coming, and still. 
they managed to can't figure out what are we doing for this? What are we doing for that? I guess we're doing this now. Like some of these matches were made on Monday. Some of these yeah. matches were made on Tuesday. Like <laughs> we knew what was going to happen. Some of them we haven't seen. New Day we haven't seen because they got beat up by Randy Orton. And we just, got, just and revivals on Raw. <laughs> they, they, they got your money. They don't even need to sim. They got your money. Right. I, I, I was going to say fairly built show. I think the hottest match on here are the women's championship matches. I actually think those two need to like be in main event slots. Honestly, uh, Sasha and uh, Becky definitely needs the main event. The show. I think it's the hottest story in the, in the company right now. Um, and that's why I have it last, the very last, because there's a lot of implications for that, depending on where they lead to in November, <laughs> as early as November. Um, let's start off with a match I think is going to be on the pre-show. <laughs> in fact, I'm quite sure it's going to be on the pre-show because that's oh, what yeah, they this got break. This got big pre-show energy written all over it, man. Yes. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado for the WWE Cruiserweight title. This match is mad funny because it's like Drew versus the foreigners. This is like literally... <laughs> Hey, what are you gonna do? Listen, I don't know what Lindsay Dorado's been doing. Did did they split up the Lucha House Party yet? Kinda, yeah, they did. Okay, because that is that what Grand Mentalik was was doing this thing on Monday night. So uh, yes, yes, no, I'm and I, the Kalisto's nowhere to be found. The Kalisto's nowhere to be found. But as listen, no surprise there. Humberto Carrillo, someone, he's good. I mean, I like him. I like him. Um, I don't know if I'm in love with him. I feel like, you know, we need to continue to build that. He's someone who, um, as good as he is athletically, it's still the personality that has to sort of get across. But he's a, he's a fine contender for this championship. I think in the fine call-up from NXT, I think that was one of the one of the better call-ups. Um, Lince Dorado, I think he's coming to his own I, from the, just the clips that I've seen. Um but they had a crazy tag team match on Tuesday. It was really, really good. But none of them are just overtaking. I don't see anyone. Unless they're doing a big Lince Dorado program and maybe a, 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 a Lucha House Party type of deal. Um, well, the story is that they were trying to teach Humberto how to be like live up to them or so it's like a, it's like a teacher student angle with them with with Dorado and Gulak here against Carrillo. So I could see him being like an upset win. Mm. But. Just because I'm biased, I I want Drew to hold this title, but I also think Drew needs to go to SmackDown proper and be on there and really like shut it down. Or either SmackDown or Raw. Like I think Drew, again, he's one of my favorite acts on the roster. Um, I think he's severely like he's he's done everything he can do. Him and Tony Nese have done everything they can do on, on 205 Live. I think that they should be the next two call-ups as uh Swerve um and the the rest of the guys, Kushida, whoever is going to come to two hundred five live. Those are the next generation of that of that show. Honestly, I think we can kind of do it with two hundred five live. To be honest with you, especially put with them all the put them all with all the shifts are coming with all the the extra hour of NXT. That's the extra hour of guys. Like to be honest with you, we we could do we could one hundred percent just absorb two hundred five live and what it is. We don't even know when that's taping. <laughs> like when is yeah. that going on like is it still before smackdown does it show up on saturdays now like what are we could doing this, with that show could this be the last pay-per-view we see 205 live on potentially right potentially you never yeah. know you never know 205 live is, a, is very very different so uh, i i got i got drew retaining here at least for one more month yeah i got drew retaining it's not a i don't see anything kind of changing it yeah uh next up AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. This match was, uh, as Emil said earlier, uh, it was made on Tuesday morning. 
uh, Cedric did pin AJ on Raw. I think we all we all saw that this coming after that pin. They've also been having a lot of problems uh, for the past two weeks, so it's pretty easy to see that this was this was coming up next. Uh, I think this is going to be really good. We got a taste of this match on uh, Raw. I'm glad they didn't give it away because like my big issue with the Ricochet AJ program is that they gave that match away on TV so much that when yeah. we saw it on pay per views it was kind of missing that gear because we'd seen that gear already. I think this match has a potential because Cedric is to me, he's hitting his stride right now. I think that they are putting a lot behind him and he's absolutely showing up in the same way that Ali did on SmackDown at the top of the year. And it should be great. I think AJ is going to retain, but this should be a really good match. You know, I think Cedric Alexander, he just has something that has him connect with the crowd and the people just want to get behind him. We've seen it from the the cruiserweight the cruiserweight classic tournament where people were pretty much signing like yo please sign Cedric, and we're seeing it on Monday nights. I mean, for some reason he's he's been in the ring against these people. He's been in the ring against the Drew McIntyres and the Baron Corbins and things, and people definitely do want to see him win. And currently AJ Styles, I mean, he's proven to me right now he's he's ten times the heel as he was the face. To be honest, yeah. he, he's he's excelling in his position right now, and I think having AJ Styles and the OC just in that in his corner, and having Cedric Alexander do his own thing. I mean, you have an opportunity to sort of pull out like, can he beat the odds, mm-hmm. and can he win the United States Championship? And honestly, I don't think it would be a bad idea for him to win the United States Championship. But do I think he's going to win it on Sunday at Clash of Champions? I think AJ Styles goes home. With the United States Championship. That's what I think. I think this is a great match. I don't know if it, it leads anywhere in particular. It looks like it's just something to hold over for this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going AJ Styles. I, I also don't want it to be like AJ is the guy that all of the... the that like I feel as though the booking is like... You know, Ricochet is that guy was like... He had to go against AJ to get him back up to the upper mid-tier. To, and it's like Cedric is going to be against AJ until he gets to the upper mid-tier. Because it's, it's clear they're positioning Seth ricochet uh braun and cedric as those guys on the show which is if you would have told me that i would be saying those names you know a year ago two years ago i'd be like what the fuck but i mean that is essentially what's happening here um i think that this is going to be good for cedric if he if he is going to win the title it's not going to be i would say honestly it'd probably be on tv or it's going to be a hell in a cell so i can't see it now i can't see it now but you know this could, I hope more things continue to roll for Cedric Alexander. I don't know how much, considering we have this potential draft coming up that hasn't been announced, and we have, you know, Hell in a Cell coming up and all these other things. Not sure how much, but, you know, Cedric Alexander is a good talent. I hope he just doesn't get lost in the shuffle. No, he should be good. He's like the third or fourth face on the show. Like, he's, he, he closed Raw. So I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that he he'll be okay. I think Paul Heyman has a has his eye on Cedric Alexander. Oh, absolutely. I I agree with you there. Uh, next up, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Firing Desire of uh, what a Mandy name, Rose. Huh? Yeah, I feel like that name should be should be trademarked, but I don't know. I don't you can't. Know. <laughs> you cannot trademark that. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, of course, Firing Desire is uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, who seem to be getting, of course, the Total Divas push before the show before the show starts. Is it the Total Divas push? I thought it was just like the random "we got nothing else to do" kind of push. Like, uh, I, yeah, I that's think, what I feel. I I think that it, I think that their pushes are going to be uh, greatly more visible as the show airs because obviously Sonya is on the show, at least for Sonya. Yeah, for mm. sure. How um, do you feel like this match is gonna go? I mean, we've seen the match before already, so it's like not nothing to that'll surprise you, to be honest with you. 
eight minutes. Um, I I don't see anyone beating these two. They beat everyone, so it's weird. I if if her total divas push for Sonya is her having the tag titles, and I mean, sure, fine, hold them, <laughs> like whatever. I I mean, I feel like Bliss and Cross will retain. I feel like they have a bigger challenge on their hands. I hope you know. I don't want to say I hope, but like. When is Nia Jax coming back? That's what I'm kind of looking at. I was like, yo, when is the Nia Jax button that we can hit? Because Tamina's been cleared. Not that that changes too much. Come on. But, Come but, on. Uh, <laughs> but Bliss and Cross, the two smallest women in the division versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Now that's a match. Now that's a women's tag team championship match um, in terms of just a story and how you build that. But this fire and desire, you know, I really do like Sonya and I like Mandy. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not against them. Um, but them as a tag team to me just seems like a placeholder for the moment until bigger things happen for them. They need to call up some women. But the thing is, you're in a tough spot because NXT needs women. So it's like you can't just call everyone up from NXT right now and to give yourself tag teams. And that's the interesting part about it. I, I honestly think Lacey needs to be in a tag team, honestly, yeah. so that I, I thought I thought that would be the natural progression of this natty lacy feud, but it just seems as though they're going to just have really terrible matches together. I mean, I think they should just might as well Lacey and Natalia. I can hate them both at the same time and they don't take up any more time <laughs> than, uh, because that match on raw, whew, boy, did the crowd ever listen? People just, um, they heard Lacey and then they saw Natalia. They just got up <laughs> and it was yeah. just like bathroom and or snacks. And, some some person walked past me. I was like, I don't blame you, bro. I really don't. Like, I don't want to see this match. Like, it's built into nowhere. It was just like a... It was, it was long. They gave it time, too, which I didn't understand. Yeah. But Bliss versus Cross. Bliss and Cross. Let's just, yeah. just wrap it up. No, no retain. Uh, I, I know a lot of people were upset about this. I want to just get your thoughts before we move on. The Mandy Rose promo. I think I missed it. What she called Nikki Ugly. She did. Ah, that's just heel stuff. Come on, Nikki isn't yeah. ugly. Nikki yeah, isn't. That. Yeah. And also, what what makes people think that she didn't know that that was going to happen and she didn't sign off on that and was cool with it? Yeah, don't worry about it. Like that's supposed to be Nikki. That's what hot girls are supposed to do. You know. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember when Mandy beat the beat the crap out of Naomi in the hotel room with the oh, towel yeah. on. <laughs> Remember that whole the whole that whole program that program was very that could have been so much bigger, huh? That program was fire. They, it was it was fire, but yeah, they they very much dropped the ball on that one, and you know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, next up, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. I was about to put a regular ass match, but it's actually a no DQ match. Uh, oh, they turned it up. Okay, I. Roman got a lot of work to do, and I'm glad that they put this as a, a no DQ match because I feel as though it's the only way that this match will be watchable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel the fire here because I think we all wanted it to be Brian, and it wasn't. Uh, Brian, you know, suspiciously not on this pay per view as well. Suspiciously what not. If Eric Rowan. What if Eric Rowan is like smoke, like not the actual person? Because they still haven't revealed who pushed on the other side of stuff yet. Like, what if it's eventually Daniel Bryan and this is just a placeholder because they're trying to get to Hell in a Cell and have that Hell in a Cell match? Well, here, well, I, I, do you want to talk about Hell in a Cell now or after we do the predictions? No, let's talk about it now. I don't think Roman's going to have a Hell in a Cell match. I think the two, I think the big Hell in a Cell matches for this year is obviously going to be KO and Shane. 
Kaylin Shane. Kaylin Shane. What about Kofi and Randy? Well, shit. Well, and then you have the Fiend. Okay, obviously Fiend Seth is Fiend Seth is. Oh well, that gave away my prediction. Fiend Seth, I think, <laughs> is Hell in a Cell. Uh, Sasha, Becky, Hell in a Cell. For sure, they're gonna go back to that this year. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. There is it. I think there's enough there for Hell in a Cell. For I don't. Oh, fuck. Okay, let's talk about it after because a lot of this is de- t- dependent on our predictions for tonight. Sure, one hundred percent. I think Roman this. I think Roman is winning. You don't want to get rolling over? Eric rolling over? Hey, that that motherfucker. I, I almost said something way worse than yeah, just that. I, I mean, uh, I, <laughs> Roman Reigns needs to win this match. and this Now this thing needs to end or turn yeah. in a different direction. Get it over with. Uh, I think Roman wins. I think if there is a twist, as you said, Mills, it will be revealed after this match. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next up, Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. This is really a you versus me kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> is it? it well, is. Here, here's what I'm hoping. I'm going to tell you what I'm hoping, okay? Right, let me hear what you got to say. Let me roll this cap real quick. Ding, ding, ding. Ten seconds. Rah, rah, rah. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Fifteen seconds. Nakamura has his hand raised. Oh wow! Get seven, out of here! Seven stars. Seven Get out stars. Of here. Seven stars. You know what I want. You know what I'm looking for. That's BS. You know, you know what matches get me hot? Listen, the Miz. They. This is the the 40th anniversary of the Intercontinental Championship. The Miz, obviously, one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. Nah, nah. They don't. You know. They got Chris Jericho out there drinking bubblies and losing belts and stuff like that. They don't really want to have that person as the as the as their current record holder of most intercontinental championships. They want the Miz to do it. The Miz in this match, the Miz is uh, let me promise you something. The Miz is taking home this Intercontinental Championship. I don't care if he's not on that show. They just moved the belt. I don't know what they do at this point. It's, it's kind of whatever at this point. But they're just gonna move the belt. But I don't care what the Miz. The Miz is taking home the Intercontinental Championship. With all odds against him, with your odds, with the odds that doesn't make any sense because he's on a different show than the actual Intercontinental Championship, with everything, he's taking it home. Nakamura in 11 minutes. <clears throat> uh, moving Really on. good match. Really good match. I, I That match against Andrade was like, okay, Andrade makes everyone look good. What are y'all doing? Oh, oh please. I mean, yes, he had Miz flipping around a little bit more, but you know. You're Miz such is, a you're a mark. First of all, I'm a Miz fan, such as you're in Nakamura and Ricochet and Finn Balor, Mark. So let me have mine, and you got yours. All right, turn all right, up. Cool. You got it. You got it. Uh, the new day, <laughs> the new day versus the revival for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Titles. I think I I do agree though, Mills. Like a lot of these matches are so inconsequential. Like I. They haven't even built this match at all in the no, last two weeks. <laughs> I th- what are they? So they sacrifice this match to put over the other match. So this match is just happening. It's, it's just, it is. I wouldn't. I would be surprised if it didn't even happen. <laughs> like just, I, would, I think this is a, this is this got pre-show energy to me. Yeah, at this point, I mean, they've got this is. They they do have like okay Xavier's coming back from having his leg smashed in and they can definitely work around that and I think it'll be a fine match or more than fine match but this doesn't have the energy behind it this isn't you know I mean I want to say this match needs the Usos but it kind of does but 
we've seen New Day versus Usos too many times. It's just a third party involved. Like we've but, we've seen Revival Usos too many times too in just this year. Yeah, so it's like I don't know the New Day Revival. Who do I see taking it? Ah, New Day, New Day. New day. New day. New day. New day. This I mean this this card isn't the greatest card to be honest with you. I I look forward to people surprising me cuz that's kind of really all that they They always do. do. They always do. They, they always they've done it every they've done it with every pay-per-view this year. They've surprised us and gave us good shows. I what was the last one? Uh what was the last show that we were like, eh, it ended up being pretty good. I don't it remember. Was, um, it was definitely one of those shows. It may have been that show after Mania or something like that. I don't know. It was um, what was it? It wasn't Extreme Rules, was it? No, it might have. It was Stomping Grounds. It was it was, it was Stomping Grounds. Stomping Grounds, yeah, Stomping yeah, Grounds. Stomping we, ground. we had no hope until they they brought it out. But yeah, I mean, meh, meh. Uh, and a match in a set of matches that will be probably the storyline for the whole match or the, for the whole night. I think this match is actually going on first. Uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman are running the gauntlet here. They will be facing Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Raw Tag Team Titles. Uh, hey, I mean, I think this will go on before the Universal Championship match. If it doesn't, that would be really weird and interesting <laughs> to have someone who beat the other guy be the tag team partner for the guy later on in the night. That would be actually very, very interesting. And I'd be very surprised if they actually did that. I'd be so surprised, but I would kind of be here for it. So I kind of hope that they do it now. But Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Who cares out of 10? Yeah, who cares out of 10? Like, imagine this is the Raw Tag Team. I don't think the only the Revival have been the true, and I guess uh, the club, have been the true tag teams that have held this belt. Um, yeah. Over the last uh, why not Viking Raiders? That would have been fun. Yeah, right? Like, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, do they, will they retain? I don't even care. Like, I don't care about this match. Like They'll retain. They'll retain. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about this match. I really don't. Like, nothing about this is going to make me care about this match. I'm just gonna. I'm, watch I don't it. have a. Yeah, I don't have a prediction. I don't care. I legitimately. We left when Dolph Ziggler's music hit on Monday Night Raw. He was like, "Okay, we can leave." Like that's how much I don't care about this match. Um, if I had to pick one, I'm going to say I don't know Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Why not? Same here. Uh, we're getting to the interesting matches now, though. Yeah, Next up, here we are. We have a Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Title. Where it gets interesting here okay. is, I feel as though we're going to have this match twice. I feel as though we're going to have Sasha Becky twice in the, in the next month. Okay. Between this and Hell in a Cell. Sure. Okay. If, and I'm going to repeat this when we talk about the, the Becky and Sasha match. Charlotte wins here, whatever. She breaks the record, whatever, whatever. She already broke the record. She's just breaking her own record at this point. This makes Survivor Series very interesting if, if Bailey does win both of these matches, which I think was going to happen. Like, okay. Because then it would be Bailey Sasha mm-hmm. based on my prediction later at Survivor Series. Right. Which I'm fine with. Um, I think we want that to happen, which is why I think it probably won't happen. But hmm. I think so. First of all, let's talk about this Bailey. Is Bailey the heel and Charlotte the face in this match? Yes. 
Um, considering how everything sort of happened on Monday night with a high profile tag team match, which was thankfully announced and thankfully I got to see in my eyes, it, it actually went really, really well and really, really long. Um, you know, Bailey was playing. She's, I don't think she's still fully heel yet. Um, no. That's why I think it would be interesting if they pull this match at Survivor Series because you've got a chance to either do a double turn where Bailey turns on Sasha and just, just like whatever. Or the long con for Sasha was to get Bailey's help just for her to win the title and then she turns on her before Survivor Series. Mm. That could be one. That could be one, to be honest with you. Um, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. I think this match, you know, we've seen it so many times. I think these two can have a great match in their sleep. And I think they deserve all the time in the world, especially considering what else is on this pay-per-view. I think mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair, uh, going in, going into Charlotte as a face, I think it's, it's fine. It's kind of wonky considering how we built her up over the last number of uh, months. And even Bailey, in a sense, just even the last number of weeks have just been kind of crazy. Um, but I think you can still get the people back on Bailey's side, considering she hasn't really turned on the people. Um, that's why I think Bailey hasn't fully embraced the heel sort of thing yet, because usually that comes with turning on the people, especially the people who have supported Bailey for so long. Um, well, I, well, would you think that her losing the title would be more, more? Uh, um, I'd say more, kind of like reason for her to turn against the fans. I think. Losing, yeah, I would say it would give her a lot more reason. It would give her a lot more ammunition if they ever wanted to go full, full speed into this heel turn. I think Bailey, um, I think th- this will prove that sort of people over the the problem with Bailey and sort of uh, why she did the things she did is because she felt like she was being overlooked in the women's championship, the SmackDown women's championship, and her reign has been overlooked. So mm-hmm. for her to kind of go in this match and kind of lose and kind of prove everyone right or at least prove these people right it would definitely give her ammunition in the rage it's like you people don't appreciate me and this is what happens now i'm kind of gonna do what i gotta do at this point um but will they do that it's kind of real the real question um mm-hmm. i don't know i really don't i i have no clue of who's going to win this match it seems by honestly i mean yes this match has the implications of like okay survivor series what are we thinking of going to survivor series we want charlotte flair versus sasha banks honestly it could go either way it could go any type of combination of these do we want do we want charlotte flair versus becky again, again. <laughs> do we want bailey versus becky and kind of settle that sort of deal that has been sort of you know, pushed, you know, over the last couple of weeks or so. Do we want that to happen? We don't sort of know. Um, I think if I had to pick one, usually in this sort of situation, the strongest the strongest thing is always say like the champ is gonna retain. I'm gonna go Bailey on it. I'm gonna go Bailey though. But also Sasha ba- I mean Charlotte Flair is still Charlotte friggin' Flair. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go in terms of I'm I'm gonna I think I'll go whew, this is hard. I'll go Bailey. I'm I think Bailey, Bailey will retain. I think Bailey will retain. Um it makes more sense. I think it doesn't I think we still we're still they're still gonna try to figure out what to do with Charlotte Flair. I think Charlotte Flair is a big piece that they kinda don't want to 
she could be a tweener. I mean, I, they're, they're no, not, they're not I'm, I'm thinking more like post draft stuff. Like, I think she's still a big piece that they can determine what do they really want to do and what show needs the the true ammunition. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that gives him at least time. I mean, you have at least one more paper for you to kind of decide, like, okay, what are we doing with Charlotte Flair? Are we drafting her to SmackDown? Are we drafting her to Raw? Are we keeping her on SmackDown for Fox? Like, what are we kind of doing? I think the best bet is keep her on SmackDown. Um, sure. But yeah. I think Bailey's going to win this one. Yeah, I, think I think they're Bayley. definitely going to go to – it's definitely going to go to Hell in a Cell, though. It's, yeah, this I, think Bailey's, I think Bailey's going to win this one. I don't know if he'll go directly to Hell in a Cell. I feel like we might get a, another type of match. But, yes, I think Bailey will will retain. Well, well, it gets interesting if Hell in a Cell – Hell in a Cell is after the draft. I think it's like it's in four weeks after this. Um, so, we'll see. Well, it's – it's it's. I, I believe Hell in a Cell is uh, not after the draft, but after the Fox premiere for sure. Yeah, it's after the Fox premiere, but before the draft. I, th- I think it's that last pay-per-view, or it's scheduled to be the last pay-per-view before the draft. I think the draft is that week, I want to say. Hell in a Cell, no, it's before the draft. Hell in a Cell is October I said the 6th. week of the draft. Yeah, the week, or... It's yeah, October 6th, yeah, yeah, So it's going to be, the, the it's the pay-per-view after, it's the pay-per-view after the big Fox premiere, and before, before the, the draft. potential draft, yes. Okay. Uh, next up, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Uh, a lot of really good builds here. I'd say if there was another hot uh, few to me, I think this would probably be the second one. I think they, mm-hmm. disappointed, they disappointed a lot of people last month. Uh, so they really got to show up this month. I thought the match was going really well, too. I, I really did enjoy last month's match before that really weird finish. Um, I I think that like the, the one thing everyone's saying like that when you predict Kofi matches is, is this going to be the one? And it's like like Kofi's been kind of running through a lot of guys that's just kind of like, hell no, it's not going to be the one like Samoa Joe. Hell no. Randy to me has always been a threat. He's always a threat for the title. Yeah, me. I agree. I agree. He's always, he's always someone that conceivably could have the title whenever he wanted to in any month, any time, any period, he could be the champion. Um, I don't, I can't see it happening yet for, I, I don't see Kofi losing this title. I see him holding this well into like 2020. I could see that, and I think I posed that earlier in the year, but I think considering his reign and and everything like that, I could continue to see him holding the belt because it's – especially considering you're about to shake the rosters up anyway. Like at this point, the opponents don't matter. Like we're not trying to fish for new opponents. It just doesn't matter. Um, they could just come up with some new – come up with a whole new environment for Kofi to sort of thrive in. Um I think Kofi Kingston and the, and this Randy Orton feud. I think this is another pit stop on the way to Hell in a Cell, and I think this yep. you know this ends there. I think what they really want to do is also have a Kofi Kingston. I think it's best for him, whoever him versus the Raw Champion at Survivor Series as well. And I know we're long term booking it because Survivor Series isn't for like sixty days, but Wait, but like Hell in a Cell is kind of, to me like kind of like a mulligan. It's just like it's so I've it's always a- thought this pay per view was the mulligan. Well, not, not now it's not, though, because, like, technically a title change would change a lot going into Hell in a Cell, you know? Because everything's going to get broken up right. really soon. Right. So, like, if Kofi's in place and he's going to be in play to be the champion that that show's going to have come October leading into November, that's going to be what it is. And it's still going to be weird, Mills, because they're still going to have to build a Survivor Series card <laughs> when they want to keep these people away from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely are going to have to. But um, 
I I, I think. I don't also, know. who else is left on SmackDown for like Kofi's going to need to um, Kofi's going to need to like get a really viable contender on that show after Orton. Like after that draft, he's gonna have to get like someone very, very viable. Like, I mean, obviously, it's like, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to build Alistair up to be the next guy? Because I mean, conceivably, he's undefeated. That would be a great showcase for him and Kofi. You know, right? I would. I wouldn't mind Kofi beating Alistair because it's Kofi. He's like the best face on the roster right now, next to right. Seth. So I mean, I don't know. I just don't think it's gonna happen here. I think they're gonna have a, they're, this match is gonna have a finish. I'll say that much. If you, if I think anything from this feud, I think Kofi Kingston. Will retain. I really do. I think he's going to retain in this match. I'm going to call Kofi Kingston because it's a. It would be weird if this ended kind of any other way, but maybe it's it's also time. Who knows? But I think Kofi Kingston will retain. Yeah. Uh, next match: Owens versus Bron- uh for the Universal Championship. We're kind of spoiled that we kind of know. It's just like where where would it make sense? what what feud would make sense going into the Fiend thing? I don't think Braun and Fiend go right now. I don't think they met they mesh together right now. Two big hoss, one like one hoss character that just beats people in five seconds, and another hoss character where it's like Braun is kind of established monster character. Like I don't think that that meshes right now to me. Yeah, I don't think you want to put this, the the Fiend in a position where he's going up and he could potentially be the underdog. You kind of want that looming evil yeah. Fiend to be sort of in place. So I've never thought in this match, never thought in my wildest dream Braun Strowman was going to win. It's always weird that they continue to make him a contender, but have no plans on having him actually win the damn thing. Uh, <laughs> but. You know what? I actually thought he was probably going to win if it was that Roman Braun match last year instead of Brock Lesnar returning. But um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But I don't see Braun Strowman winning this match at all. I think uh, I think it's it's just I, I wouldn't put it in the cards. I think it'll be a good match, but I also thought it would have been a good match on Raw too. So it's like I don't. Even <laughs> um, and I, I think, think it has be- been a good match on Raw before, but. If this match closes, uh, I see Fiend coming out uh, and attacking the winner. Uh, it's going to be a really weird feud for Seth having to play. like having, He's been playing against these really grounded characters for the past year. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to face like a boogeyman character, essentially, where it's like, it's going to be a test for him. Yeah, I think it'll be a test for him. But I think, it, you know what, I think his reigns kind of needs that. I think it needs a kind of a bit of a shakeup, considering of the people that he's faced thus far and kind of how... Um, uneventful it is. It's time to give uh, Seth Rollins an actual major threat. That's not Brock yeah. Lesnar. Yeah, uh, Seth, you're gonna win this. You're you're a great champion, buddy. I like this run so far. Um, lastly, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship should close the show. Will it? Should close the show. Don't know. I doubt it. I doubt I it think, because of I fiend think, uh, tactics. <laughs> Yeah, I think her um her uh I think that her fiance is gonna close out the show. Um this is the hottest match to me. I, I it could go either you wanna beat Sasha going into it. I, I honestly don't think this match is gonna have a finish, man. I don't think so either. Um if there's no finish, don't end the show with this match. Yeah, right? I don't think that I don't think this is gonna have a finish, at least a, a conclusion finish i think we, we kind of get the dusty finish i think someone of the one of them dqs themselves 
It might be Becky, to be honest with you. Um, mm. But I can't see noticeably if if anyone's taking the fall, it's going to end up being Becky. Like if anyone's going to actually out flat lose, it would have to be Becky at this point. It has to be. It has to be. But Becky. also, I feel like they. I don't say they play Sasha all the time, but like. I don't know. It's just easy for her. It's easy for them to write her to lose. And they've done it multiple times. Um, which is, I doubt it. Th- th- this run, I-, I highly doubt it, this run. You'll see. They're doing everything they can to keep her happy. Just look, look at the way she the pinfall <laughs> on Monday. Right. So, you know. Uh, let's get into these hot takes, these Clash of Champion hot takes. Let's get into the hot takes. Thank you guys for continuing to submit your hot takes every week. Um, there are a number that was submitted this week, but we will only be doing sort of the Clash of Champions related ones, but we will make sure on episode 100 to get into plenty of hot takes. Um, but as far as the ones this week, we got our first one from... Dun, 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 um, Let's go with Slat Patterson. Okay. Slat Patterson says, Bailey isn't turning heel yet. Vince just realized Clash of Champions is in flair country. And that's kind of what we talked about, right? Like, it's, a, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it seems like this Bailey heel thing, I don't know what their full plan is. It. I don't think we ever go into fully Bailey being heel. I think it's just kind of just shades of gray type of deal. Um, yeah, it's shades of gray. Again, I think this is this is dependent on um, where they want to go for with Survivor Series. I think that's essentially the end game for these women right now. Yeah, I think so too. It might be long term booking to to Bailey Sasha. To be honest with you, so. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to look to that, but I don't think Bailey's completely healed yet. And if anything, this program would do much more for Bailey, considering everything they've been through from them winning the tag team champions, ta- tag team championships. And if this ends up with a feud between Bailey and Sasha Banks, I think it'll be a smart kind of idea um, to wrap up the year. So, Slap Patterson, you're Clash right. Of, yeah, you're right. I think so. Clash of Champions is definitely in Flair Country. Um, uh let's see we have one from whew. okay i'm wondering if i should ask this one it's not clash of champions related but it is this week related um go ahead good this one comes from name charlotte's mole which is which wow. i which i love which i love i love the mole Thank uh you. wwe would have benefited more from having two people of color like andrade and ali wrestling at msg instead of gable and shane um first of all it would have just made a better match in general. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think color has anything to do with that. There. Yeah, I think it doesn't have it. No, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, I'm all for it. I loved seeing a, a, all these people of color at a wrestling show. Like, I think at the MSG show, considering there, there's a few sort of uh, factors into it, considering it's in New York, Bill Mo- Big Melting Pot, and considering it also wasn't that, like, it's not like we were getting a Knicks game. It wasn't like $400 a seat. It was real, real, exp- you know, cost effective real real you know cheap real real affordable and everyone was able to get in and have a great time i love kind of seeing the different the 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 crowd that was there i would have loved to see ali and i would have loved to see andrade this week but i mean you got andrade not so ali but i think ali was in the dark match which is crazy actually it just isn't the story they were trying to tell yeah it was ali Um, it was ali versus buddy murphy in the dark match on smackdown i was like whoa okay 
Um, I, I didn't. I didn't take that. I didn't even think of that. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Wait, no, wait. I didn't think of it either. I didn't yeah, think of it either. I but. didn't think about it. I didn't think about it that way. But I, I do think that look beyond the MSG thing. Look at the amount of representation that's been happening. Period. And I think you'll be a lot more happy than just them being at uh, a arena that. Huh, and Mills, I'm glad I'm not in front of you for saying this. It's not the main event anymore. It's the Barkley. So there you go. I mean, they they turned up for MSG. I mean, I really don't care. The Barclays is closer to me. I prefer the Barclays Center. But, you know, they turned they really turned up for MSG. In a way yeah, they they the crowd was hot. In a way, they haven't done it for Barclays Center. Um, his non-wrestling hot take was the Joker movie will be easily a better movie than Avengers Endgame. I feel like you agree. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen it. I, I think Endgame is probably one of the worst movies of the year. So it, it might be. I mean, the, the acting looks better. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, let's see. What? The uh, acting doesn't look better? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. No, it does. It does. I, I, I haven't seen the movie. Um, this one comes from Baby Billy Freeman. It says... Baby, uh, righteous gemstones, baby. <laughs> um, it says the revival will beat New Day for the SmackDown tag. SmackDown titles. Hold on them until their contracts is up. Then go to AEW and along the loot with the Bucks, Lucha Bros, and LAX to make the best tag team division in all of wrestling. I clearly didn't read that end of that. But, um... Uh, I don't... That nah. happened. Nah. <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to you. I, I think that if they were... If they even had an inkling that these that they were leaving, they would be buried into the ground already. This is true. This is true. And his non-wrestling hot take is people with no job always complain the most. I was like, damn. <laughs> All right. A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. Look at my mentions. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. This one comes from um, Giancarlo Vasquez. Hey. videos who, who needs to be on the show sooner than later. We haven't forgotten about you, my friend. Um, he says the whodunit arc is absolutely great. I love that he called it an arc. Um it developed character in Daniel Bryan, Buddy Murphy, Eric Rowan, and Samoa Joe. It left you to theorize new angles, wonder who's lying, who's double lying, who was, where, when. People are hating because that first segment was executed poorly. With yeah. the 12 jump cuts in a span of nine seconds and that one camera angle where Roman was looking like he was wasted in San Andreas. It was corny and poorly done, but every segment that followed has been good stuff. People are just too ready to hate things, perhaps rightfully so, given WWE's track record with things. People are also impatiently eager to see a Ro- Brian Roman match. They're hella salty that we're getting Roman and Rowan instead. I know I am. Um, give it a chance. Roman had a fire last man standing match with the Big Show once. True. And Rowan has also had a five-star match with The Rock. Kidding, of course. Um, but just give the shit time and don't let a corny segment ruin an entire whole story arc. What do you Ooh. think about that? Okay, first off, very eloquent. Very uh, eloquent. It's very fantastic. Eloquent. That's probably the longest hot take we've had. I I can't Thorough, find, I, I can't find many things to disagree with there. I think that of course a Houdan angle that does uh have many characters and kind of exemplify why these characters are who they are. It made Samoa Joe more of a human before he went back to being a cartoon the next week. Uh, it reminded me of like a, a 90s angle. Remember like the old Attitude Era? And I hate even making this comparison. But remember the old Attitude Era angles that brought in so many characters to, to, into one? It reminded me of that. and it, Or it reminds me of that. Um, it went away with, from it a lot in the past two or three weeks. But 
um, again, you know, depending on how this ends and how this lands, like I am hoping that there is another swerve here so that it's not just Eric Rowan. We haven't seen Brian in a while. I hope he does factor himself back into this somehow. Um, again, like there's not much to, to, to argue with there. I, I do agree that people do hate things very quickly. I mean, look at how people reacted to the world's collide news today. They acted like the actual world was ending because this wasn't going to be on, on, on a uh, rumble weekend, but it's right. like, you know, once you think about it, it's not really that big of a deal. You know, it's like this story is good for Roman. Again, people would complain about Roman being in the title picture. He hasn't been in the title picture whatsoever. Like what, what is there to complain about anymore? So I agree. I agree. Um, very, very well put my friend. Um, let's see his non-wrestling hot take was Kanye West and 50 cent were the Goku and Vegeta of early two thousands hip hop, I guess as a resident Dragon Ball fan, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Who, who, who's Jay? Who's Jay Z? King Kai? <laughs> Jay Z is. I don't know. That's a good question. Who would be Jay Z? Uh, answer that sooner for us. Uh, hit us in the mentions. Um, Slap Patterson, always a, always just a great name. Um, Randy's taking the strap off Kofi at Night of Cha- or Night of Champions, Clash of Champions, my friend. Um, and he'll get it back on the premiere episode of Fox's SmackDown to set up the blow off at Hell in a Cell. Um, mm. Mm. That's an interesting. That's an interesting booking. I don't know how that helps the Hell in a Cell though. Yeah, I don't know how that helps considering. Uh, I mean, they could just book it and just like book it and then we had the rematch at Hell in a Cell in the Hell in a Cell and then you have essentially the same match within a two-day span. I mean, I don't see... I could see it happening. I 100% see a WWE Championship happening match happening on that live Friday-ass show before Friday, a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yes, that's a Sacrifice, Friday. you know. Sacrifice. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think... I wouldn't be surprised... Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if Randy wins. I just don't think he will win. Um... But this is an interesting booking. I would say so. I don't think he's going to win either. Um, I, I, in my mind, I was like, if he was going to win, Hell in a Cell would be a great place for him to win it. But people would be pissed off that we'd be getting like Orton and, and Seth in November in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I definitely would be. Um, his non-wrestling hot take is, if you're reading this, if you're reading this is too late, the Drake album, change how artists drop projects. Drake's legacy is how we consume music. Um, there's no doubt about it. Well, we're never going to see another, I think in the same way that we're never going to see another John Cena, we're never going to see another Drake. Yeah. Period. Like John Cena for 10 years, relatively uninjured. And if he was, he came back in like a week, uh, you know, changed the game just completely. Like Drake changed everything. And and I don't think we're going to see anything like, so if you say like a hot take like that, that's not that that's accepted it's accepted into into our you know into our vernacular yeah i agree i agree um i think we have we got two more um this one says no actually we have one one more um okay this one comes from black air forces but and then it puts in parentheses but in spanish so maybe like negras zapatillas i don't know um <laughs> all by society if there's anyone who needs to win their respective feuds it's sasha and kofi we laying on the floor with sasha if we get any other outcome 
I, I agree. I think Sasha. I'm not should mad win. at that. I'm not yeah, mad I, at that. I, I think Sasha should win. Just, I don't think that she needs to win on Sunday. I think she's gonna win at Hell in a Cell. I really want to see a Sasha Becky Hell in a Cell. I don't think she should win in spite of her not coming to work for so long. I feel like we need to. There needs to be a full fledged. I don't think we've gotten the full reason yet, and I agree with you. I don't think she should win on this show. Yeah, I don't think we've hated her enough. Mm-hmm. I I think we we haven't built this feud. Don't get me wrong; it's a hot feud. I don't think we built this feud enough to the point where it should be considering like, damn, like, well, Becky, like, I think another month of this feud, and we're good. Then you throw it on Sasha. Um, yeah, got, give, her a, give her a big win. To yeah, win this, and and actually, ironically, Sasha and Charlotte were the first female Hell in a Cell, and you know Sasha lost that match, and I feel like it'd be really good, you know, full circle if Sasha won a Hell in a Cell match, man. Fuck, fuck it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, no, did she? She won the first Hell. Yeah, no, she lost the first. She Hell lost it. Yeah, she lost. She lost the title. I mean, hey, um, that's all we got in terms of hot takes. We got way more. We actually got way more hot takes this week, but they aren't Clash of Champions related. So we're going to save them for a show. One hundo. A show. Next week. Uh, I'd say, honestly, a show 100 is probably like the beginning of a new era for the show in a lot of ways because we'll be changing schedule like literally that next week or the next two weeks after that mm-hmm. and then we have we have our two-year special <laughs> that's coming after that but worry about a show 100 it's going to be two friends talking wrestling talking life that's what we've done for the past almost two years for you guys on this platform and we're going to continue to do that um not much more I can say about the show other than that. We're going to have some really cool guests. We're going to have some people that have never been on the show before. We're going to have some people that have been instrumental in us having the show and, and just kind of giving us that inspiration. And we're going to have people that are like the next generation of what we're doing here. And I'm really excited to do this show. I'm really happy to have been doing this with you, Mills. And I, I think we'll get all the mushy stuff out the way. I know you hate it, but we'll do it next week. Um, but yeah, as always, follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Uh, we have so much content. This is a content-heavy week, Mills. You go ahead and start off with, with all the stuff that you've been doing. Well, listen, we kicked off this week with RALP Gaming. And this, as they talk about the NBA 2K, which I heard was trash, which was... It's, it's all trash. I heard it was trash. But if you want to hear Amp and Eric talk about how trash that game was, which you probably do, um, make sure you you know you listen to that RALP Gaming episode. I believe it's episode... Uh, I don't want to get the number wrong, so I'm just going to ignore it. But just listen to it from this week. And then we headed up the next day with a new episode of The Lookout. It is our final episode of the Summer Akame House series. Jeff and I will be taking a break. We'll be back before the end of the year with another season of the actual Lookout, actual proper season of The Lookout. Um, but until then, we talked about the first episode of Pokemon, as it is actually the 21st anniversary of that show airing in America. 21 years since it aired in America. And we're talking about the Jeez. first episode. We have Pat um, on the line with us talking about it. We live watched it. It's fantastic. I recommend everyone go back and watch the episode. It's funny as hell. Um, 
And then the following day, we had another episode of Mount Silver Podcast where we talked about um, Generation 4 Pokemon. That is Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. It is the best generations of games. I've said it. It's the best they've ever done. It's the best that they will ever will do. It's the best ever, period. It just is. Um, so listen to us talk about that. And then, you know what? I'm, I'm going to twist it over to Justin and tell him what he's been doing for the rest of this week. Uh, yeah, we also had So Help Me God that dropped uh, going over a very interesting fourth episode of The Righteous Gemstones, uh, where me and Pat learned in the episode that it's not going to be six episodes, it's going to be nine. So we got five more weeks with you guys, thankfully, for So Help Me God and The Righteous Gemstones uh, series, which is really, really good and it's starting to hit its stride. So I'm glad it's not ending this early. Also had a bonus episode of overly medicated i know a lot of people were very very like oh where is it when's it gonna come back we need more euphoria stuff me and mark talk about uh, a lot of the theories and a lot of the uh content and news that has come out of or on the show since the uh show ended its first season last month we also give our controversial opinions on the euphoria character tier list which to me i was listening to it today and i haven't listened to it since uh we recorded it it's like some of the best funniest like stuff that we've ever done it's it's absolutely hilarious i implore you guys to go and listen to that uh and yeah that has been the week i believe in rnc we've got rsbn on the way back rsbn's coming back i believe it's coming back sometime is it next week it's next week Mm -hmm. it is next week so you can make sure to hear that alongside a show 100 um and just a lot more things in the tank, to be honest with you. You never know what could come up on the on the RNC radio feed. We could have new shows. We could have old shows coming back. We could have different type of shows. I mean, quite frankly, we do it all. So make sure you check out RNC Radio Live on Twitter and follow us there. Follow us on Instagram as well at RNC Radio to stay updated on everything. And make sure you share all of our shows and share all of our content as well. We've got more coming down the pipeline, so just stay tuned. Absolutely. And uh, I, I'm not going to do a lot of... Uh, overblown stuff here i'm just gonna say thank you guys for writing with us for these past uh, 99 weeks we look forward to broadcasting with you on the 100th week on the a show 100 thank you guys so much we'll see you next week peace my champion is still black